Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage, and this is going to be a good one. And, you know, I did that one two-minute video in regards to having your credit scores and having someone else go on the loan with you. I often find that when we pull credit, we'll find one of the borrowers that has great credit and the other person may not have such great credit, whether it be a, a marriage, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, we're coming across where we pull the credit and then we're seeing that the credit score is less on the other person. Well, what happens is you may have a credit score of 800 and you rule, but you may have a, your partner may have a credit score of 680. And that's gonna you know, affect your interest rate and also your PMI if its PMI is applicable. So let's talk about that for a moment. I think I've went over to you on prior podcasts on credit scores, you go from a 620 to a 679. Well, really right now, because of the coronavirus and everything that's taken place, getting a conventional loan under 680, pretty darn hard. I'm gonna tell you, pretty darn hard. I'm not getting a whole lot to go through. So that's where FHA comes through on that 620 to 680 score. Uh, but anyways, let's con let's continue. You're doing a conventional loan. You're from 680 to 719. Well, that's a that's a bucket right there. So same 680 to 719 is the same deal. A 720 to a 739 is another bucket, and of course a 740 and greater is the best rate, the best product, and the best of everything. So really, you want to strive for the highest credit scores you can get in terms of purchasing a home. Because again, it's going to affect your credit, which will affect your interest rates. And if you're putting less than 20% down, your PMI. And also lower credit scores will maybe kick you from a conventional to an FHA, which is nothing wrong with an FHA. Great, great program, great product. But again, you know, those, you know, they all have different things that go with them. So a lot of times, you know, it's just smart. You know, like people that are getting married, they're engaged or, you know, you got people that are going on are for business reasons, you know, like you're buying a place together and you're moving together. You know what I, I strongly encourage really that you just have one on the loan and then both on title. See, you can both be on title and only one go on the loan if you qualify. So both can have ownership. The person that's not signing on the note, that's the debt instrument has to sign on the mortgage, which is not on the debt, not on, you know, so they're, they don't have a loan against themselves. It's kind of a protective hedge as well, because if you find out that maybe things don't go well and you go separate ways, you can, you know, uh, look at quick claiming and go in that direction, or you can go ahead and, uh, you know, or, or, or you're together and, and, and unfortunately one of you has a very bad thing happen to you uh, that affects your credit and you go down the toilet. I think it's always great to save one person. So I just, you know, everyone's like so adamant about being there together and doing everything. I don't think that's the, you know, I think you have to look at the best interest rate to 
get the best dollar you can for what you're buying. You see the market right now, the homes you're selling uh, you know, at or above price. There's no inventory. So I'm just trying to help you keep your uh, payments lower by an interest rate. So yeah, is an eighth or a quarter gonna make or break a day? No, but if you do it for 30 years, it's gonna be, it's a big deal. So that's why we, I always try to analyze what's best for you in terms of when you're purchasing or refinancing. Uh, I get rid of the ego and I would really strive towards getting the best deal for your financial situation for the two, three, four of you, whoever it is, in doing your transaction. Uh, again, a lot of people are under the myth that, you know, uh, well, I got a co-signer and they've got 800 credit scores. That doesn't mean anything. They're looking at the worst of the two. So if they got 800 and you're sitting at 680, we're looking at 680. We're not looking at 800. So you gotta remember that. It's always the lesser of the two in credit scores. And you know, like I am not a credit repair person. I am not a specialist. I'm a specialist at doing mortgages to get you the best interest rate, to get you the best deal legally and truthfully. Now, one of the things, you know, like we're talking about credit is, you know, I can go ahead and discuss your credit with you, <laughs> tell you the things to do to improve your scores, but I'm not certified and it's not my business and I can just give you the basics. You know, like one of the simple things is, you know, if you have a credit card that has a thousand dollar limit, but you've only put $200 on there, and you put 200 on every month and pay it off every month and, and you're thinking you're doing some great thing. Well, you're really a maxed out credit card because remember, I'm kind of touching back from prior uh, podcasts and videos. If they only look at what your utilization rate is. If you're at 200 and you put on 200, well, I'm telling you, that's a maxed out credit card. So you kind of want to take that credit card to $1,000, pay it off and then keep it at two or $300 a month and do it that way. Because remember, when we pull your credit, we're always looking at the previous month. So we're always going to see a balance. So when you say, well, I pay it off every month. Well, we're looking at last month's balance. And when we pull credit on the 9th of the month, that will, well, for example, July 9th, that would be pulling up for June. Okay. When you go to Credit Karma and you go to your Capital One and whatever you got going on, those are not accurate. They're just not accurate. And so basically when we pull a mortgage, that's the scores that everybody's gonna use for a mortgage. You know, Credit Karma and these ones are good that will show your scores going up and down. So you can see the right things that you're doing to improve it. But again, it is not helping you in terms of uh, accuracy. I had one where I took one yesterday and they're kind of shopping me right now. But the bottom line was, they, oh, I got 750. I pulled it, it said 683. So that's the score. That's what we're sticking with. And there wasn't a whole lot you can do. Uh, I'm just going to say again, some factors on your credit. We talked about the 35 utilization rate. Uh, you know, it's not with medical collections. We talked about just not, you know, it's, a lot of times it's not paying them off. It's paying them off and getting the medical collection to write a letter saying they'll delete it off the credit report. That will jump your scores as a little refresher. Uh, other things is uh, student loans. You know, we went through the coronavirus. Guess what? Y'all not making payments. They said, hey, don't worry about it. You can stay here on freeze for three months. Well, it shows a zero balance. So that's not good. 
So basically, you know, your student loans, you know, if you have a $10,000 student loan and you deferred it, you know, 11 or 12, that adversely affects your credit. It's not good. My recommendation is, you know what, you're putting off making payments. If you're financially in straits and you can't, don't. But my goodness, start making them because you're not getting away with anything. They're going to add the interest on top of the loan. You just got to owe that much more. It's really the old adage where it says, pay me now or pay me later. So, you know, just something to think about in terms of getting those done. So we talked about medical collections, just not getting to zero balance, but getting them to agree to send the delete letter and getting that delete letter and hanging on to that delete letter because you can't really trust these guys. You want to have that letter for your own proof so that we can always do a rapid rescore and get that off and get your scores jumped up. You want to stay at a 35% utilization rate. Uh, student loans, you got to pay on them. And uh, you just got to keep going forward, man. Pay your bills on time. Don't forget about them. You know, when you forget a 30-day late in today's market, that'll adversely affect your credit. And if you have a mortgage, make your mortgage payments. And that's another thing that's been coming up. If you are not making your mortgage payments, uh, if you're deferring them, uh, we can't do your loan. We got to wait till you're making your mortgage payments. You get three payments under your belt, then we can do something. So deferring a mortgage payment is not the ideal situation. Obviously, if you are in financial straits and you have to, God bless you, do it. I'm with you. Do the best to survive. But if you're just not making it because you got a little free ride, you know, you're just going to pay the price because rates are down. It may be a great opportunity to refinance. So you got to get caught up with all your mortgage payments. According to Fannie and Freddie, you got to make three payments on time and then you can refinance. So these are just interesting tidbits as I come up in my head as we're talking about credit and talking really about two people going on the loan, whether someone's buying the home and they need a non-owner occupant co-signer or you have a relationship and you're going together and you're married, you're going together. You know, you just really want to look at the best credit score and if they qualify, that's really the route you want to go so that you don't get hammered for a rate. Because I've seen, you know, like a, a 740 and greater credit score to a 680, you know, give you three eighths uh, of a percent in interest rate. So that's kind of big, you know, that could be depending on your loan size, you know, the difference in the payment and that adds up. And so really when you're going out there, that's what I need you to do. And the other thing is, please, when you're doing a loan, I'm gonna throw this out there, it just came to me. Please, during the process of your loan, don't go buy furniture. Don't open up a new credit card. Don't go buy a car. Don't do anything that is going to revolve new credit, new debt. Do not do that. That is hangman because again, if you go out before closing and you bought rooms to go, but you don't have a payment for a year, well, we don't care. It's going to show a credit inquiry because they're going to do a soft pull at the end and they're going to look at your credit and they're going to say, hey, what's this rooms to go? Well, we bought some furniture, but we don't have to pay for a year. So we have to get you to get a statement to show the payments. Yes, the payments. And then we have to upload it to the credit bureau, which could take a week. It could blow your closing time frame. So no new debt. No, no cars, no nothing. Now you'll ask me, can you use your existing? Well, absolutely you can use your existing. Just don't open up any new debt. Another helpful hint, if you're shopping for mortgages, you know, and let's say I pulled your credit and you got your 683 credit score, which I have someone. So they're shopping for rates now. They got to shop, shop, shop. Please don't have everyone pull your credit. It's just going to pull you down. 
more letters of explanations, more everything. They're thinking that you're getting a double mortgage. You're going to put two mortgages at the time of closing. Uh, everything's going, right? Because it's, it's times that we're in that we're being not only super precautionary, but we're just looking for any way to see to make sure that nothing's being done that would be uh, harmful to the investor. So you just want to make sure of that. I mean, I know that I just talked about your credit and two people and I kind of went on a little tangent, but these are really important things to know. And uh, really, I, I can't tell you a week before closing, a seasoned person, I've done loans for 20 years, they went and bought a car. I was like, are you serious? So that was a tough one. And then the other thing is just to keep in mind, you know that it's, you know, we're kind of like in 2009, 2010, the underwriting, the credit criteria, everything's pretty much pretty tough. And so they're reanalyzing everything and, and making it more brutal. So really it's gotta be like, don't do anything, just keep cool, do what you need to do in terms of using your existing credit. And uh, a last little one, I'm gonna throw this one in there. I'm throwing this in. Please don't go on vacation during the process of your loan. Do not go on vacation. Old days, March, earlier, we didn't care. Today, when we get your loan, it comes out of underwriting. There's two conditions. We supply the two little conditions. It'll come back with four. So if you're on a vacation or you're on a cruise or you're out in Europe or you're out somewhere, we need to get it. So it's not like we can pretty much have everything guaranteed. And we've done it. We've had people go on vacation for three weeks, got everything up front and had everything done. It was no big deal. They came back, landed, went home. Next day they closed. That's over. So it's kind of like pulling teeth. Uh, it's going to be some documents over and over again. And so just be aware of that. Uh, and so your borrowers, we talked about your credit. We talked about that. Also, if you're self-employed, you know, self-employed are getting hammered. They don't want to look at your business bank statements to see that you still got money going in there. You're still in business. So, you know, that's really getting pretty hard. So, you know, if you got someone on the loan and you're buying the house, we're worried about the credit scores and we'll look at that self-employed because that's a big factor. And they're really going to go ahead and squeeze on that one. And you'll be getting stuff over and over again. But I hope this has been a helpful podcast. I'm at 14 minutes, but I thought it was great information. And really, uh, I'd like you, if you don't mind, you go to my website, www.ddamortgage.com. Go to my videos, subscribe to the videos. And if you really like it, but you need more information like we did here today, go to my go to my podcast and get some more because you can see I throw little tidbits in there to help educate you, help you grow, help you learn and better prepare you. It's about teaching you. It's not about leading the blind. It's like, I want you to be educated. So when you're doing your loan, you know every benefit you have that you're doing truthfully and legally to get your loan done that best serves you. And that's all we're here to do. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, Didier buying Florida. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.